And we're live. Welcome back to the podcast. I've got Logan Steele. Austin Cavalier. Today with us, we have Jorg Zerlo with us at the house. Welcome, Jorg. Hello. Little backstory on Jorg. Jorg is my Mercedes mechanic, even though I don't own a Mercedes anymore. Uh, I first met Jorg when I bought a ridiculous G-Wagon. Remember that? It was not ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> the color was a little bit funny. But. A little much. Um, a little backstory on Jorg. Jorg, you are the owner of Hickman Auto, right? Right. And from what I can tell, the best Mercedes mechanic around. It's more like the one eye in the middle of the blind. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so say cool. It, it would be too much because I know that there are some people out there that think that they are better than I am. Right. So it's fine. I can live with it. Don't, don't try that, okay? Not that I come tomorrow to the shop and I, I find threats. <laughs> people with guns because I was telling that I'm the best. best <laughs> we, we shouldn't sell him short either. He is a great mid 80s yeah c30 mechanic as well yeah what remember my old dually regular oh, cab oh, pickup oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah big dodge truck logan had chevy chevy c30 yeah, chevy. c30 yeah that was on the was on the two-wheel drive so fuck that yes yeah yorg's worked on everything from an old supercharged uh amg g-wagon of mine you worked on the hot rod you got that running right he's even worked on the corolla so can you let the Toyotas out? I'm not making money on Toyotas. <laughs> it's funny. Um, when I first met you, York, uh, you were you were wrenching out of your garage, right? Yes. And uh, at the time, you told me um, you had to have a Mercedes in order to get in your shop. You yes. uh, you wouldn't work on anything. You start working on people's cars uh, once they bring a Mercedes to you. That's like their their entry coupon. <laughs> not always a good idea because this guys have sometimes. Creepy stuff like <laughs> BMWs, Jaguars, Land Rovers. You had a Rolls Royce sitting in your driveway for a while. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> Didn't like that? Didn't like working on it? Uh, nah, I, 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 I would say it had a special flair, you know? So when you have a Rolls Royce and this moisty, wet, stinky flair that this car has, it's not stinky. It's it's wine yeah. smell, you know? People, people you like to, that smell? You have to sell it different. Okay. <laughs> but no, it was a shitbox. I thought it smelled like mold. You said that's character. Yeah, yeah, that's wine. I told you. <laughs> so uh, would you be able to tell us your story of what brought you to America? I think I think you're my only German friend. I don't know how many German friends you have. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think I've got one. <laughs> would you, what brought me to America? Okay, honestly, when I think back, I was not, you know, America was for me always a country of old people vacation. So my parents were coming here to America, were totally excited about it. I was not, had never the idea to come to America. My English was so lousy. I don't even think that I had the idea. But, you know, I was working for the government in Germany. It got boring and got annoying. What did you do with the government? I was working for the building administration. Oh. Last position was auditor. And um, I was a cleanup crew, more or less. So if you have, for example, a case that is not 100% finished, good done, then we had to finish and good work that over. So <laughs> I honestly, I, I always did my cars beside. I did my master mechanic beside. And I... 
was not feeling comfortable there. So I started, okay, guys, I will now choose my world. So I decided to play the green card lottery. Really? America has a green card lottery. Yeah. So, and you know what? One year later, I get an email. And I thought first a scam called the embassy. And they know that's all real. You're a winner of the green card for the US. You have to move now. I go, fuck that. I'm 40. I don't want to move anymore. <laughs> um, my private life was a little bit in, in disorder in this time. So um, girlfriend moved out. Little guy was 11 months. So I was with a kid alone. I said, why not? Let's try it. it we start walking and we'll see what, where it brings us. I was never in America. Never really sitting for 20 hours in a fucking airplane. Right. So yeah. And we went to the embassy, we got the green cards, we came over to LA the first time. I was honestly not really impressed. It was only bigger. The only thing that was not bigger were the, the burgers. Everyone told me in Germany, <laughs> the burgers are bigger in America. No, they're not. It's the same shit like in Germany. Same size burger. Same size, <laughs> make chicken and make whatever. <laughs> and not even cheaper, you know. It was in Germany cheaper to eat a Big Mac than in America. So... Nothing really that was so exciting. But, you know, after two weeks, I went back to Germany and I was in the Frankfurt am Main, so a big airport, and I tried to pull some money out of the ATM. And I had to realize after four tries, four different ATMs, they are not working. It felt like coming to a third world country. And that was so the kick. And this moment, like, I realized that this America that works everything, that everything is easy to do, even if you're not used to it, even if your English is not perfect, it was so much better than that what I was used before, but without feeling it really. Right. So the infrastructure in Germany was so bad that you couldn't get money out of an ATM. I don't think that the infrastructure in Germany is bad. It's only that I had in this moment, maybe the not lucky moment to have four not working ATMs. So then the next step was that I tried to get my airplane to Berlin and they must have changed the gate, but I was now messed up through America because they always tell you via a speaker that your gate changed and Germany they didn't do that this time. So I was walking around like lost and then someone jumped in front of me. Ah, you're Mr. Zolo. And I, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of you, we are now late. I, what? Yeah, now yeah, the gate has changed. You had to go to the front and have to confirm. I was sorry, but I have a ticket. And the ticket is written, which gate I have to be. Right. Yeah, now we changed it. <laughs> it's, is it my problem that you guys changed it? Right. No, yeah. So I came to the airplane, and uh, the first thing that the stewardess told me is that because of me, they are now late. So it was the second time that I heard that. I didn't get anything to eat on this flight, not even my little guy. So and then I was in Berlin back, and the first thing that the guys were doing were taking my, my suitcases. They were gone. I'm like, where are my suitcases? Yeah, they are in custom. I wire them in the custom. No, yeah, we don't know. So I went down to custom and they started sorting my stuff there. Right. And okay, why should I buy jeans in Germany for $100 if I get the same jeans in America for $20? So I was shopping, but it was all used, including the socks, the underwear. It was all used. It was not washed. You bought used underwear? No, no, no. I, I bought them and was wearing them. Oh, so, okay. And I put them then in a suitcase <laughs> without washing them. Okay. <laughs> I got you. So, this guy's had now my used underwear in the hand, holding it up and right. telling me that it's American underwear. I, yes, I know. But you should put your nose in it because it's used. Right. 
And he, yeah, but you're not supposed to buy so much. Uh, why not? I need underwear. And I need socks. And I need also pants. Right. How should I do that? I caught some. It was it was annoying. It was everything was like the guy on top, the immigration officer was like passport. It's not like in America when when you come to LA that uh, the guy is dancing and singing. <laughs> Welcome at home, you know, <laughs> speaking, trying to speak German, like Willkommen zu Hause, and you know, not not even a little bit. It was they not even tried a little bit. It was like all unpleasant. And I was sitting in my car, and I thought, something is wrong here around me. It was like, war. These guys are driving like crazy in Berlin. And after two weeks in America, I was totally messed up. I was totally, yeah, fucked up, because I was not expecting that anymore. Right. So, and there I realized, yeah, maybe it had more input in this two weeks, L.A., than I ever had imagined. Wow. So, so did you... When did you start working on cars? So you, you, you were this cleaner. You'd, you'd go up and you'd clean crime scenes? No, we were cleaning cases. Cleaning cases. What is that? What's, what's a case? A case is, for example, a file. And the file is, there's a permit oh. written. And the permit is not, by the law, 100% perfect. So you have to clean the case. That, then it's perfect. To, to make them able, able to, to try, a, like a criminal? What, no, was no, this no. police? Like Building permit. administration. Oh, Building I, administration. I thought you were this guy Permits. that was cleaning up crime scenes. No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> I've been thinking this thing this whole... Scratching problem. blood from the... No, That's what no, I thought you were no, doing, no, like putting no, down shell no, casings in no, strategic no, areas. No. So at what point did you leave that job and pursue uh, mechanics? I never left the job. I was doing it beside. Oh, all, the whole time? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you work on American trucks yep. while you were in Germany? Yeah, no, I had this always, I slide in, in a corner, you know, and then someone brings me something and I think, okay, why not work on that? And suddenly I was the guy who was working on V8s in Germany and K30s and K15 and 20, whatever. Were those common trucks over there at that time? No, I would say not common, but there was a small community of crazy people who had these trucks. Right. I was getting accidentally in that. I had before, uh, what was what I had? I had a Land Rover Defender 110, brand new out of the box, and had two big dogs and a small, small wife. And it was, the thing was getting too small and no AC. You know? right. So she decided we need something bigger. It was not my fault. I didn't start that shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I showed her a Toyota, I showed her a G-Wagon, I showed her whatever, a Nissan Petrol. So all off-road cars that are a little bit bigger and have also AC. She was not too small. Hey, woman, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> so the biggest thing that I could find in this moment in, on this market was a K25 Suburb in Germany. No lift kit, but 33s on it. And that thing was so high that she needed a ladder to get in. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? K that was a 79. 79 K35. Yeah. Yeah. 25. 25. K25. So, uh, uh, Three-quarter ton. Okay. So something that is not there in Germany. I think I had the only one. Gotcha. That thing was, lower part was black, was tar, and the upper part was yellow. So it was an in, inside turd brown. <laughs> Your equipment is giving up. You see that? Always oh, got to tighten a little bit. Give that some good cranks. Okay, let's try. Your, we ordered some new, uh, some new um, 
microphone arms. They just they came in the wrong the variety. <clears throat> they shipped us the wrong part. Son of a bitch. I know. So you came back to America when you when you came to LA. What was your first job? Like, what was your first job when you got to the states? Uh, I was in LA. We were only passing through, so we gotcha. were on the way. I I tried in 2008 when I came the first time to America. I was in LA with a friend. Yeah. And then I decided, nah, 2008 was not the best year for America. And somehow someone told me Midwest would be the best place where I fit in because. Uh, New York is too peefy and and also this this Californian is always nice and you know for me it was a shocking moment where I had to deal with a black lady that was taking books and and my friend and I brought some German books to her and she was pissy I don't know why and how right but she was really pissy but she was still smiling and laughing and you know this 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 was so weird and funny that I said no I can't deal with it. <laughs> it's not my word. We, so, we don't like California people either. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not long enough here to <laughs> to say that. But no matter, I was then um, decided because a friend told me I have to go to Midwest because there are more Germans or people that think that they are German because the parents or grandparents came from <laughs> yeah. Germany. Whatever. So I came then to Chicago, went up to Wisconsin. I thought it's a good idea. Uh, in Oshkosh because they have their big military trucks. Yeah. And yeah, but there they told me all no jobs. And I was sitting then um, in a place, I don't know what it was exactly. So they told me I should go to the rich farmers in Des Moines. The rich farmers in Des Moines. <laughs> and you know what? I came here down to Des Moines. I saw all the signs, uh, help wanted in a time that were no jobs anywhere. Right. And um, I started working in a in a hotel in Ames, and uh, was dishwasher. Really, not the worst job at all because the food was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, how old is your son at this point when you when you make it to Ames, Iowa? Yeah, uh, he was one and a half years, but he was not with me. He was with his mama. Gotcha. And uh, I was trying myself out. It was more like a tryout. So yeah. I started working there, and uh, yeah, it, it felt good. I was in the shortest time from seven fifty minimum wage to twelve fifty. Yeah, free food. So it, it was the feeling of okay, I will fit here in, and I can make it work somehow. Right. Then I was back in Germany, started cleaning up, started, yeah, tidying up, throwing things away, selling things, preparing everything, and in two thousand twelve, and so nearly four years later, yeah, we came to Des Moines. It's great. What um, what got you interested in cars? Was there a certain something, or was it just always a way to make income? I, I, I'm not. It has nothing to do with income. I think that I think it has to do with I was excited bicycle driver and realized that this is bullshit because you will never get fast enough on a bicycle. <laughs> so, and, you know, then also bicycle is is somehow. Nothing really exciting about it. You have nothing to take apart. So I remember that I was always taking shit apart. So the worst thing that I took apart was one time my camera that I got from my parents when I was 12. That thing was, I would say, 10 or 11 times in all pieces and back together. Wow. Till I was not able to get it back together. Really? I don't know what happened, but it wasn't working anymore. So then I got a, a big camera and was, okay, I stopped that. I was taking cameras apart. <laughs> that was but the last time. Yeah, that was yeah because it was too expensive. Yeah. 
what is the process of getting like certified with Mercedes? Is it is it pretty is it pretty intense? I would say it has nothing to do with certified uh, with Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz is only one brand of thousands. We have in Germany a different system of schooling and also trades. Gotcha. So it's a little bit like here the unions, but it's not the same. That makes sense. So if you want to be mechanic, you have to work three years as a mechanic, and then you have to. Uh, work for more years and then you can apply for the master certification for the school you have to do a test yeah. when you have then another three and a half four years uh, evening school then and you do the testing then you're a master technician I was jumping over some points and um, I was technician out of love but I never did my technician officially so was testing. So it was never there. So I applied immediately as a master technician after seven years of working on cars on my own with different shops. And the result was then that yeah, the first time they didn't like me, I passed not. <laughs> <laughs> they put a blocking in for 12 years or something like that. In oh, Jesus. Okay, 12 years, I can't wait 12 years because then I lost everything in knowledge. Right. And it was the time when we had the wall came down and also the eastern part of Germany opened up. They had the same union system, but were a little bit easier. So I took all my papers, brought it down to Cottbus, and Cottbus said, we are happy that you are here. You can do the testing here. If you pass it, then you are master technician. Happened, I was master technician. Master tech. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about the Berlin Wall. Yeah, were you, were you there, obviously, when all that happened? No, I no. was looking at it through the TV. No, I sure oh. I was there. I was living around the corner. I was walking over there. Yeah, what, it was crazy. What year was that? My history is so bad. Huh? That would have been Reagan. What year would have that been? That was 89. 89. Yeah, it's not that long ago. It depends from where you look. Yeah. yeah when my son looks back, then it's fucking yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Public school has failed me in the fact that I don't know much about that. Yeah. I don't know much about the Berlin Wall. What was it for? And what East and West Berlin? Is it East and West? Now, you have to imagine that when the Second World War was lost, um, the Russians were the first in Berlin, but yeah. Berlin was capital of Germany. So they decided to cut Berlin in pieces for every Allied. So the English had a piece of Berlin, the Americans had a piece of Berlin, the French had a piece of Berlin, and also the Russians had a piece of Germany. And then the Western Allieds were putting together, that was West Berlin. Okay. So, and then in 60, don't get me, I don't know, when they started building the wall, 62 or 63, I think, um, there was the problem that the better payments was in the West. The Russians were not really paying people good. Gotcha. So, in this moment, a lot of people started walking over to the West, and that was like bleeding out the East. So, the East had to do something, and they pulled up the wall. Wow. So in this moment, we were... Locked in in an island, more or less, right? All the way around was a wall, and we had three corridors officially: one to the west, one to the south, one to the to the north, mm. uh, northwest, southwest, and uh, west, where you were allowed to drive with a car through. Really, weird. Oh, and they're all torn down now, of course, right? Nothing there anymore. You will not see it. Not even see you it. have you can walk it because they have. I think in the the plaster in the street they have still the old wall that you can follow it, but you will not see it anymore. Wow. How old were you when that came down? 19, I think. Oh, so it was probably a big wow. deal. 20, yeah. Like it, was, it was on the news. It was a huge deal. Now, yeah, in the moment, you know, it, it was not 
you have to imagine when you grew up there, it was always, you couldn't walk over there easy. You had to apply for a visa. You had to pay money for it. And then before you have to go to the East. Now suddenly in the news was the doors are open. You could walk over. So I remember I was running to, to Brandenburger and was climbing over the wall. It was in Alexander. What, what was that word you just said? Brandenburger Tor. It's a Brandenburger door. Okay. Portal, whatever. Okay, sorry, York. <laughs> there were the horses on top. Okay. <laughs> in the wrong direction because uh, the East wanted to see it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, it's too much for today. No, you're good. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so result was that I was climbing over and then I was... Uh, you were climbing over the wall? Yeah, yeah. With a thousand other people from the West. <laughs> okay. You have to imagine that from the East they climbed over and from the West they climbed over. So we were then... When, when you found out the news? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and then wow. I ended up uh, Alexanderplatz, and uh, there was like come one of these Eastern European cars, a Trabi. And a, they a, were. A Tubby? Trabi. Spell that out for me, can you? T R A B E. Trabi. Never heard of that. Trabant. Interesting. Yeah, you should look it up. That is, that is I would say, on the level of that, what you restore, okay? Okay. Cool. Look it up. Look yeah, it up. Look I, it up. I, yeah, I, they have I'm really Jamie. awesome colors. So T R A A B A N T A N T Trabant. So I would say that a, a Trabant. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a Mini Cooper. No. No. <laughs> you didn't like that. I just pissed your guy. <laughs> <Yeah, you didn't laughs> <like that. laughs> okay, I don't like Mini Coopers either, but yeah. that thing, if you let it in the sun, it's melting away. Okay. Oh yeah, your the the back of it has um has the the flares like a bel air no, no okay that is only I'm because just making they, a mad because <laughs> this thing is not out of metal it's out of paper and and plastic really? and yeah it's, it's like a composite so they got ugly there's a nice joke time. about this car you know yeah i want really can, nice joke. can i hear it <laughs> yeah oh yeah um, <laughs> one of these guys travant ends up in the ditch beside a big pile of cool poop and the cool poop is asking the travant what the heck are you Someone, ha, ha, I'm a car. The <laughs> coop poops say, yeah, and I'm 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 a big cake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh shit. Love it. So and then they stopped and they didn't know the way to West Berlin and I had to go back because I had to work the next day. So it was like, okay, uh, can you take me with? And they were Six guys sitting in this fucking small car. Can you imagine six cars? It's six like a clown cars. car. It's yeah, it's smaller than clown car. Yeah, it's super so, small car, dude. But I was not guys. They were in the back were girls. I told them I sit in the back, so I was sitting on the lap of the girls. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then we came back to West Berlin. I let them go, and I went then to bed. I had enough. It was enough walking, and it was crazy. The first half year was totally fucking crazy. Wow. So many people, thousands of people that were suddenly in Berlin running as small as over. Running around going crazy. Underground was full. It was, they had to shut down streets sometimes. Is the underground your subway system? Yeah. 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 We have subways. We have street carts. We have buses. Wow. So you have the whole full package. And you have also what is nice, double-decker. So not only the stupid English guys have that. No. A double-decker uh, bus? Yeah. We have so they don't have that in England anymore. No, they they got rid of it. Um, do you still have it in Germany? Do you know? Uh, uh, the last time I was there in 2012, but I would say yes, definitely, because only to show off that we can do that. Hey, and they not anymore. I we know a guy uh, in Des Moines that has two of them. They're in pretty English? bad. Sh yeah, oh, pretty bad. Over shape. by uh, 
over by the co-op there. Mike. Is are they actually his? Yeah, they're, other, they're his dad's. We could we could fix no, them up. No, 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 no. no, 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 no we could turn it into a party no, bus business. No, I didn't realize no. those were mics, I guess. No. I think I think the, the That is English crap. Don't do that. How do they not how do they not tip over? <laughs> I think you take a corner hard. The heavy heavy stuff is down on the on yeah. the ground floor, so on top is not so much. What is the German hatred towards English engineering or cars? You hate English stuff. No, I don't hate English stuff, but it's you know it's it's always interesting. I tried it two or three times. I had a Jaguar. That thing was after two weeks had no reverse anymore. And then, <laughs> you know, then I was was told by the technical inspection I need the rear brakes, and I I take the tire off in the back, and then I couldn't find the fucking rear brakes because they are to the differential mounted. Oh, so in the middle, not yeah. outside, like That's it should dumb. be. That's dumb. Now the best thing is you have to drop the rear end to get to the brakes. That's oh why. That's why it costs eighteen hundred dollars for a new set of brake pads or something. That not change. Yeah, I was totally. And then this guy fucked me over because he told me that the brakes are bad, but they were not. So I had everything apart and had the new parts, and they were full, full there. So yeah, thank, thank, thanks. And then the next thing was the Defender that I tried. That was that was creepy. A Land Rover Defender. Yeah, those are coming back into style. Like the old, the old ones. People are restoring them. Awesome. I, you know what? I love to see them, but for God's sake, I will not have one anymore. For sure not. Such a shitbox. There is. Can you imagine? I was driving through a through a through a car wash. Yeah. A friend of mine told me, "Yuck! You have to be careful because sometimes the windshield comes in and then you are wet." So I was sitting in that stupid thing with the hands against the windshield, holding it against it. You know, the one you brought to the party. No, or an old that was that was a Range Rover. That was, sorry, yeah, that sorry, was a sorry. Defender, okay. A defender, sorry, sorry, you're Google it. <laughs> I know what it looks like now. This <laughs> was a tire on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was sitting there holding the fucking windshield, and I feel how the water was start climbing inside of the cabin. Oh man! And I was going up to my knees, so the balls get wet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like holding still the windshield, think what the heck I'm doing here? <laughs> Where comes the water from? So I come out and. The guy who was running this this water wash place was a friend of mine. <laughs> and he is like, is everything okay, York? You look a little bit stressed. I opened the door, and you have to imagine, I don't know how much water came out of my car, but it was like, whoosh. <laughs> and he, something is wrong with your car. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. So I bring a stupid car back to Land Rover because it was new. It was really fresh built in England to Germany. I drove it out of the showroom without shocks because they were not working, you know. Okay, I brought it back and I told them I had wet feet. And they, it's a Land Rover. No, 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 no. When my balls get wet, then it's enough, okay. So they they cannot imagine and told me stories and whatever. And I, you know what? If you not believe me that I got wet in this car, we will drive together to the car wash. Right. And then we try that. And he adds, it's okay. <laughs> so they start then with, with, with Sprangler and they found that the gaskets from the air inlet were not, they were not there. They forgot them. In the factory? They just yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't they put them in. Them. Wow. So, and I never looked at it, you know. Wow. It was new. You're not looking at a new car. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. That was in Land Rover. Next time I drove again through the car wash and everything was fine. Wow. So we have a mutual friend. I don't know if you know this or not. Pete. Me oh, and, oh, me and Pete are good friends. Oh, awesome. So what, what brought what brought you to Pete? Because he. So that's how I originally met your. He probably doesn't remember this. This was how long ago did you work for Pete? 
or naya I, I came to america and was not allowed the first half year to work because of tax purpose blah 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 mm-hmm. so i started doing something because i had to do something mm-hmm. woman was annoying kid was small so i was in my garage and um i started building exhaust for police interceptor and i did that not because i wanted to do that police interceptor crown big mm-hmm. so that thing had the, all the bolts on the manifold were totally messed up so i decided okay i put a system in it I don't know what it was. I don't remember. Whatever. A stainless steel. Um, and I started working on it, and this stupid system stopped in front of the rear end. So they were missing the part over the rear end. It was not there. Interesting. So I had the headers, the X-pipe, the muffers, and behind the muffers, nothing anymore. Yeah, but you don't want to have that thing ending under the car because it stinks inside. Right. So I started looking here around in, in Des Moines if I get somewhere pipes or find a shop that can do that. So, and then I heard from, from Pete that he is building exhaust systems. So I took the last piece from the original system and brought it to Jennifer and put it there on the, on the, on the desk. I told her, here, I need that and two and a half inch. And she, uh, what is that? Crown Victoria, two, two sides, right and left, I need that. So she, okay, I, I get Pete. And Pete came then and told me he can't do it. He has to weld it. And I, why you can't bend that? Now it's too big a diameter. i like, you know what? If you can't bend that, I don't need you for that. I need only the pipes. I can do that on myself. Right. And he like, ha, 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 we will see. So I got my parts. I went to back to my garage, bought this cheap welder, and built this exhaust system. Yeah. And he told me that I should come back. He want to see it. All really? Right. I went then back to him, showed him that, and, and he was, I don't know if he was surprised, but also not negative, I would say. So I was like, okay, I'm standing in his shop, and I have the feeling that I might get there through the door. And I liked his shop, and I asked him for a job. So I started with Pete. So just you building an exhaust system was like your interview with that guy? I guess. That's insane. No, that's America. <clears throat> That is America. So that is how I found you. Mm-hmm. I had the G-Wagon and um, obviously young and dumb and wanting that thing to breathe a little better. I went to Pete and I found out about him through somebody who had him build like a Lamborghini, Lamborghini exhaust. And um, I was like, if you can do a Lamborghini exhaust, this is this is the guy. Oh, he, he's got to be the best in town, isn't he? For there is, I, I would say there is no one else in Iowa that uh, does the work that he does. Yeah, you have to see the family has this business since over fifty years. Yeah. yeah, and when you see the quality that comes out of there, even when you see stainless steel exhaust systems brushed and whatever, it is fucking crazy. Yeah. So and also when you see the prices, the quality, and how quick that is. Yeah. I you know. I do nearly everything on my own, but the first thing that had to go in my shop was the exhaust bender because why the fuck should I mess with that yeah. if I have Pete yeah. that does it better and quicker than I can ever do it? Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've known Pete for a lot of years, um, and I remember, man, I can't remember what I brought in there. And I went back there, you were working, and just kind of chit-chatted with you for a just a few minutes. I just remember this giant of a man that was yeah. German. <laughs> and yeah, I, I still remember that. Um, 
Should we give them a shout out? Is it Iowa Muffler? Yeah. Iowa, Iowa Muffler and Brakes. Iowa Muffler and Brakes. Yeah. Fantastic work. I had the G Wagon in there and they were putting big mufflers on it and making it sound cool. And um, just had some issues, issues that we worked through together, you know. But I was like, hey, who, who do I take something like this to? They're like, there's this one guy, you know. And I, I was about, I think I had an appointment with Mercedes of Des Moines. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think Pete came out and he's like, dude, you can't afford to take this car there. Like, yeah. you just, you can't afford to take it there. Uh, I was like, all right. Um, and he's like, there's one guy, he might not say yes. So I got your number. I think I called you up and I ended up, uh, I ended up over on the east side of Des Moines there in your garage working on it. But, um, it was not in the garage because that thing was not fitting. I had to walk outside. It didn't fit. No, not at all. Yeah, we did a bunch of stuff to it, though. Man, we had it inside, outside. We did all sorts of stuff to it. Um, where were we at with the story? We were, uh, so you worked at Iowa Muffler for a while. Yeah. And, and then um, what made you start working on your own? No, I was working with Pete and we did besides exhaust systems, uh, he built up in um, handrail and guardrail service and um, we did the, a while. was fun, was really fun. I'm not sure. I think it was not really possible to get that going in a good way. Yeah. Um, because most of the customers expect handmade quality for Chinese prices and yeah. that is not possible. So it, it was not working out. So I ended up then at Mercedes-Benz in Des Moines. I super enjoyed this cars. It's it's funny when you are not working on Mercedes for a while and you grew up with them. And I, I was working in Germany on everything that came through the door. I don't care. But, you know, I started my life as Mercedes and I more or less ended also my life in Germany with a Mercedes. And um, the, it's, for me, still one of the best cars in the world. So I left to work there, but somehow... No, that, you know, it's not that like I would have known it in Germany. When you go in Germany to a Mercedes dealership, then 99.9% of the people drives a Mercedes. Right. Believes in this Mercedes. Right. Would never drive anything fucking else really? than a Mercedes. Really? Yes. And even if some of the models are not perfect, they would still not drive a VW, BMW, or what the heck it's on the market, you know? Isn't VW German? Yeah, yeah. But we don't like that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the Volkswagen. You know what the Volkswagen is? Is it Volkswagen? Volkswagen. That's how you say it? It's a people's car. The people's car. You don't want to drive a fucking people's car. They drive a Chevy. <laughs> no. no. Really. A Beetle is something neat. If you have an old Beetle, yeah, an old bully, but something like that. But the new stuff, yeah. Shit. You know what? I work with these guys together. I can't say now over podcasting <laughs> shit. Sorry. Okay. So you know what I really love is is a warranty that they give. They give now eighty thousand miles and eight years. But you wow. know what, buddy? You need that. <laughs> you need this. Eighty thousand and what? Eight years. Eight. Eight years. Yeah. yeah. And if you, if this eight years are going to an end, then also your relationship to this car should end. What about Audi? Audi's the higher end VW. We don't, we don't, we, we, we don't want to talk about it. We want these cars under warranty is what you're yes. saying. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Mercedes to you is the ultimate, ultimate car. 
No, it's Mercedes. You know, it's a personal relationship that I have to Mercedes, and I love the old stuff. Um, I when you see some of the taxis they drive in Germany, then they got bought from a Moroccan guy, and he is driving it then instead of riding a camel. So it's it's really interesting how these cars are are living over over nearly. 50, 60, 70 years, and they are still on the road. Really? You will not... When you only look in Des Moines in, in Facebook Marketplace, the most old cars that you will find yeah. are Mercedes-Benz still. What about Toyota? Uh-oh. Do we like Toyota? I, are you trying now to compare a Japanese shit car no. with, with <laughs> German culture? No, you I'm, just opened I'm a just can, asking but. how you feel about Toyotas, because you I see a lot of those old Toyotas don't. No, the old Toyotas are all rusted away. There's so not Old Forerunners? They are pretty rusty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Show me an 80s Forerunner, okay? The Gen 1s? Yeah. You see, you see quite a few of the Gen 1s. Not many. I yeah. see 90s ones. I've never seen an 81. Gen 1, I don't even know what you... Those were in... I don't know. The nineties. We have no idea. I, I, I think eighties. They were still sleeping in. in I know. In there, so I, I know. Think they had cars. When I worked at Toyota Des Moines, um, they had a program. Even newer trucks, like in the two thousands, they could not figure out their rust proofing on their frames. The frames would. That's their big. The trucks knock, would right? snap yeah. in half. Yeah. But yet, all these customers excited because they said, "Oh yeah, just got a new frame put on the truck." I was going to say they warranted them, right? You know what that meant? You brought your truck in. You didn't have it for two weeks, and this guy that looked like an abominable snowman in the back just torched and wrenched the shit out of your car until it fit on a new frame. Yeah. One time he grabbed me, and he's like, hey, big guy, come <laughs> come, crank on this pry bar, you know? It didn't move. He fired up the torch. Rusted all the hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, York, do you, do you like the new Mercedes at all, or is it the old stuff that gets you? Oh, yeah, it's, I would say... Everything that is newer is more or less on the same level because they all cook with the same water. Right. So if you have a BMW, you open the engine, you open up an AMG, there's not much difference. Um, it's a little bit embarrassing, I think, but it has also to do with that Mercedes-Benz has to make money. Right. So I think in the 80s and 90s, they were still had the idea of trying to build the best car in the world. Wow. And you could see that also from the material because they had double chains and... That, that stuff, you know, and when you take a non-turbo three-liter diesel from Mercedes-Benz, these engines are usually indestructible. Wow. So, um, but they're fucking slow. The old Mercedes are? Uh, my son is driving one. Awesome, yeah. I tell you. I, I like loves his car. It, but only because like, it's, it's cool. I think it's way cool. Um, the new stuff, will you work on new stuff? I work up to... 17 i would say not not younger because it makes no sense because these cars are still under warranty right and this cars also should be at mercedes-benz because uh, mercedes-benz has uh, the biggest knowledge about recalls and then and right so it makes no sense to bring me a car like that what i think was interesting uh when i heard that mercedes-benz of des moines sends you cars yeah but that is also because the knowledge is not there anymore. Right. Look how old I am, 54. So right. I grew up with these cars. I know also how they drove when they were fresh from the... It's just wild to me that a dealership like that doesn't have the knowledge to pursue stuff. Weren't weren't you manufacturing actuators or something for, for the tops? What were you doing with the roofs? You were doing something crazy with the soft tops. Uh, we, 
we rebuilt or we we put rebuilt cylinders back in, so hydraulic cylinders. What what would a customer like that do if Mercedes Benz is doing all that? So don't, oh, don't get are. me wrong. It's only that usually they tell the customer there is a specialist in town that does only that. Gotcha. So it makes then more sense. Look, if for example someone comes with a Volvo to me, I will not touch this Volvo because we have someone in town, Steve, who's working on that. Gotcha. So why should I mess with it? Cash money from a customer when I know the customer gets it cheaper and better done from someone who is specialized in that. Right. And I would say also that this is the idea from Mercedes-Benz, what I love, because it it shows that they are not only for getting money out of the customer because they say, okay, this car is something that we will half year sit on it and we don't know it perfectly because we don't really have it, then better to send it to York. Right. Customer is happy, comes back to Mercedes-Benz, is also with us happy, everything good. Yeah. So from the idea is it is it and we do that in the same way. So we have, for example, cars that we can't fix because we don't have the computer for that. Right. Um, because only programming can be done by Mercedes Benz. You need special key for that to go to Stuttgart and they give them the right to program it. So we have now, for example, two cars at Mercedes Benz and we will have tomorrow the third one there. So we work together in a good way. One of my favorite things is the keys. Do you remember the keys for my... Uh, key fobs? Oh, the yeah. key fobs. <laughs> yeah, I can only tell everyone who has a Mercedes, please. It's like a golden egg. <laughs> the Don't golden drop egg. it. Don't give it to your wife. Or if then tell her that it's something really special. Yeah. Because if she steps on it, if she put coffee over it, that is... If you are unhappy, unlucky, two and a half thousand dollars. I said, York, I need a new key. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. no, he got we me a lucky. new one. You we know? were lucky, yeah. He said that. Golden egg. You keep it. Put it in a safe place. <laughs> you lose it. We can't get you another you, one. You, you cannot imagine how everyone in my shop gets totally irritated and stressed out if a customer drops accidentally his key. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fix it. I don't want to deal with that. That's just so freaking creepy. Can can we talk about the story? Sorry to interrupt you. Look, uh, can we talk about the story that what took you from working out your garage, working on cars like mine, to owning your own shop on the corner of Hickman and MLK? That's got to be one of the best locations for an automotive shop that I've ever seen. MLK? No, it's not. Merle. Sorry, I'm Merle so sorry. Merle Hay. Merle. Yeah, <laughs> don't go to that far. Uh, yeah, Merle Hay and Hickman. On the corner of Merle okay, and I, I worked in this time. I went from Mercedes-Benz to Bascom Truck and Auto. It's the biggest independent truck shop in Bas- Iowa. Bascom's? Bascom Truck yeah. and they have awesome mechanics. They do awesome work. I love to work for them uh, for longer. I had in the meantime then two new hips uh, had to do it. You and have I, you have new hips? Mm-hmm, two. Did not know that. You see? It's great. Bionic man, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but my son is always fucking with me because it's like when I tell him, move, you're younger. He, duh, papa, your hips are younger than my hips. Uh, so doesn't help. And, you know, it was an, I had, well, where I start doing out of my garage cars yeah. for hobby, but also making a little bit money beside. And then came that with the hips, and I had to realize, hmm, maybe I'm getting too old for that job. So we 10 hours on the floor and to work on dualis and try to get the stupid <laughs> rims off. Hammering with I, a hammer 20 minutes on one rim to get that Hold on. Uh, what's that? What was that word? <laughs> Sorry, York. <laughs> I didn't try. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't going to say nothing. So when a truck has uh, four sets of tires in the back, how do you say it? Duality. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. We say Dooley. Dooley. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a story about you and my brother uh, yeah. in a Walmart parking lot saying Dooley and him not understanding what the hell you were saying. It took him like 20 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but your brother's also an ass sometimes. Come on. <laughs> I, I remember. I, I, could see, I saw his truck, okay? I know who that is. Yeah. And he comes... I, like creeping on me, you know. I was walking, <laughs> thinking uh, all my words, you know, enjoying myself. Yeah. Thinking about what I've bought at Walmart and how tasty it will be when I have it on the barbecue, you know. And this motherfucker start using his horn, <laughs> this train horn. Yeah, I was me. just gonna ask if he had the air horn going. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't help. I was not moving at all. Big, big lifted truck with a and air he horn. Was, on he was he was so pissed about it. He was like, "Why are you not moving?" I, you know, I know who that is. Oh, so. he wanted the reaction. Yeah, anyway. he wanted me to jump, and I was not doing him the <laughs> favor. I don't know. Not at all. That's awesome. So, uh, so how's Hickman Auto going? Do we, do we love it? Uh, he didn't, you, you interrupted sorry, me. You, he, didn't, he's, you know, he's jumping from one yeah. field to the next. Fin- Logan, Logan, fin- interact. Fin- you know? finish, how, finish how you came. So, okay, it was relatively easy. I had new hips and I had to realize, okay, I have to do something. And I liked my private shop at home quite good, but it got out of, out of room because when you have on a weekend 15 cars, that you have to fix, that gets then a little bit much. So it was like, okay, we have to find something that is more appropriate, uh, maybe a different shop, a different building, negotiated with different owners of, of the shop. And yeah, then I, I met um, Jim and Maureen from Hickman Auto, and they wanted to sell because they want to retire. I thought, yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea to get some customers from them and to start with mechanics. So not only to work on myself, also to have one or two mechanics that I work with and that we can start immediately and make some money. It was the idea. It was also the idea that if I ever retire, what I don't think because I like what I do, um, that then the shop is still existing. Right. So that's not like all the other shops that I know that worked on old Mercedes here in town they shut down in the moment when the old owner was retiring. So in this moment, all the customers are again searching for a shop. That that is not that's not right. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's bullshit. So the idea was to build that up in a good way, and then also that it goes on. We had not the best start because we started when COVID hit. Wow. So I was like, Stop. okay, from. 15 cars on the lot to two cars down and having two mechanics to pay. It was not that easy. That's tough. But I'm still proud that I I didn't let anyone go. So we were working on ourselves. We were working on cars. And also we were lucky because we had not this daily business only. We had also this Mercedes business. Right. So the guys that were now locked down in their garages, sitting there, seeing the old Mercedes that is in their garage, started thinking, what the heck am I doing here? I'm bored. Right. So then was one phone call. Yo, can you fix my Mercedes? So we were then suddenly busy with stuff where I thought, okay. And you know what? I'm still surprised every day how many old Mercedes we have here in town. It is crazy. And what I have seen, AMGs um, out of the 80s, 90s, so the first AMGs that came on the market, we have that here in, in barns, in sheds, in, in garages. Can you Can you explain to everybody that's listening to this what it means to be an AMG, like what? It's a totally different car, right? It's a no, it's not same car, same car. 
different power plant? It's just a performance addition? No, it is, for example, the old ones, when you have a, a old S-Class, they took usually the five liter, put a different crank on it so that you had more, more how was it named, Hubraum. Yeah. And they put different cams on top. But that alone, you know, brings so much improvement that it's crazy when you have driven one time at W126 on S-Class from the 80s, um, AMG original, that is a different car. Totally different car. Even if it's only a small addition that they did there on the engine, it drives so much. In today's world, it's a big, nah. big price difference, isn't it? Today is AMG, not AMG anymore. AMG is Mercedes-Benz. Uh, yeah. Since 2006, is AMG bought from Mercedes-Benz. Was it separate? They were totally separate. It's like really? a tuna. It was like someone who started they, they would messing buy, with his cars. They'd buy a car. Yeah, and they were not allowed to buy cars in Germany. Oh. There was a joke. They bought cars sometimes in, in Japan. Shipped them in. Shipped them to Germany. Souped them up and then them resold them, and them sold as them an to, to America, yeah. Interesting. And, and Mercedes ended up buying them out. Yes. Wow, they must have done a good job. Now, yeah, you know that because you drove one. I love so them. That, that I, thing I love, was awesome. So when you wild. see today, the AMGs have not this. You know, the AMGs today are faster than the old AMGs. Yeah but they drive like a Tesla. They are boring. I'm sorry to say that, but <laughs> if you have an AMG 55 supercharged and you compare it with the AMG 63, for example, it's a different kind of car. It's right. that, that what you have there is like an old police interceptor, a Crown Vic from the police. They are brutal. They are like, they shift one, two steps down and then it goes, you know, 8,000 RPM. And you think, what the fuck is that thing doing now? <laughs> like yours. It, I remember I was driving it the first time on the interstate up the, the hill I had the feeling that the front left tire lifts up, yeah. What your your police interceptor? No, your car. Your, the G fifty five. Yeah, we tried that out. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm glad you did. I wanted you to. That thing was wild. Yeah, that was sweet. For for being like what is it six thousand pounds? It's a heavy tank of a car. It's a truck. brick on steroids. Okay. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Is it a pig? A brick. A brick. <laughs> so I have a I have a buddy who bought a couple of years ago. He might have been drunk. I uh, just saw it on, I can't, I think it was just on the side of the road for sale and went up and negotiated and bought this thing. A 79 SL drop top. What is a drop top? Like a convertible. A convertible. Oh, oh. Uh, that's yeah, top. <laughs> and yeah, he loves that thing. Is it run good? Yeah. Has it, has it seen York? I, I don't, Ooh. I'm not sure. He asked me, he needed something done on it. it he doesn't drive it very often. And he was talking about it. And I said, I, yeah, Hold that's where the, to go with it. I don't know if the guy. I, I think I have now from this guy's four or five on my lot. Really? So it's it's the most sold convertible and Mercedes in the US, I think. Really? And oh, there he, are a lot of a lot of them. He said, uh, "Will you apologize to him?" I told him you're on and asked him what year it was. I couldn't remember. He said, "Apologize to him for me." I I called. And I was supposed to bring it in a few months back, and the battery's dead. I couldn't get started. So it's just sitting in my garage. York doesn't care. Yeah. He's right <laughs> <probably> busy enough. <laughs> if he wants to, to work me on then he has to call me and then we get that in. It's no problem. Yeah. It's usually they have when they sit for longer trouble with the, with the fuel pumps because tank, fuel pump, fuel filter. Makes no sense, but it is like that. Tank. Well, there's no, there's no filter in front of the pump? Nope. So if the tank is dirty... <laughs> Pump as shit. Pump as shit. <laughs> so do you take and put like an inline in front of it or you just leave it like that? 
Mercedes Benz knows what they do. Okay, I will okay. not question that. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will not discuss it here. Yeah. So, we do sometimes modifications on these cars to make them better. Yeah. So, for example, the SL have a, a vented brake, and the older middle class Mercedes the Stroke Eight they don't have that. But you can swap it because it's the same right. front end, the, front, the same rear end. Yeah. Um, I I would say that it's really important if you have an older Mercedes V8, please do not try to start that thing. Really? Turn it over by hand. And if it's not turning over by hand, then bring it to us. Really? Yes, because the starter has so much power <laughs> that he is burning up valves and everything. Really? We have cars that come through the door with damaged heads because the owner was thinking he sits in that. After 10 years, putting a new battery in and starting up. Hoping the car fires up. Yeah, that is bullshit. Wow. It's all aluminum and you have steel, steel valves in an aluminum head. That is... Deadly. Interesting. Your guy, can we talk about beer real quick? No, we drink it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a girl <laughs> talking all day about something. No, 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 no. We drink that stuff. I just opened uh uh whist, 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 can you say this for me? Wein Stefan. Wein Stefan. Wein Stefan. Wein Stefan. You don't say the Stefaner part? Stefan. Stefan. Wine Stefan. Okay, I have I have something nice for you. Yes. You know what a match is, right? Matches? A matches, yeah, matches. To mm. light something up. Oh yeah, matches, okay. And you know also what a small box of matches is, right? Yes. So now the German word for that. Streichholzschächtelchen. <laughs> One word, okay? Jeez. One word. Yeah, I could never Streich. Streichholzschächtelchen. Schächtelchen. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like Every word in German is so much longer than it needs to be. There's like spit in ways that nah, my, my mouth know, can't make spit. We put shit together. Okay. You you have, for example, um, tell me, it's like, I don't know, window seal, mm-hmm. something like that, are two words. In Germany, it would be one. Oh, okay. We put it together. Gotcha. So it's not like Streichholzschächtelchen is one word, but you can also say a small box of matches. Small box of matches are how many words? Yeah, four words. Yeah, we are more efficient. We make one word. It's just one fluent. One word fluent. Nicely, <laughs> with a lot of shh. <laughs> so that you can't... Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the difference between languages. And you can learn German over two, three, or four years. and You are then perfect in it. But you will not, after two weeks, order a burger at McDonald's in German. You can't. It will not work. How long did it take you... To order a burger in English, well, maybe a week. Really, we learned that quick. The problem with English is that you have to feel the language, and you can hear that because I'm still mixing German grammar sometimes, and it sounds weird. I like it. Uh, <laughs> my success with woman is is not that good, so I'm I have a problem, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Love it. So, um, one of my favorite York stories. I'm sorry to probe here but um we, we heard we heard one time about these animals that got into your attic oh yeah what what did you call them what did I, we i don't know which which the, the small ones that look like a worm with a sharp teeth 
forgot we spent name. an hour with you trying to figure out what was what in his that head. is yeah i don't know either so like a raccoon or no, a squirrel no, no, no. i had raccoons it's 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 this sausage formed <laughs> you know long with really sharp teeth a ferret yeah <laughs> yeah you got it a ferret you're uh, called ugly. a ferret <laughs> we don't have those in you iowa guys, right you guys are always messing with the names of the cars. <laughs> Tell me, what is for you a Porsche? Porsche. No, it's wrong. It's Porsche. Porsche, yeah. I did know that. that it's Porsche? Yeah, Porsche. Yeah. I, it's I, not it Porsche. Kills, it kills me. I think the English... It, it really? It kills me when you guys are using, oh, I have a Porsche. If you have a Porsche, you should not be allowed to drive it because it's a Porsche. I think here people say Porsche. Uh yeah, I, but, thought, I thought Porsche was the brand, and people said, I drive a Porsche, Yeah, for, for, but it's Porsche. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's it's embarrassing for how, everyone who has it. How do you say, know how how, to how say, you say Ferrari? Ferrari. It's an Italian car. It's not yeah, German car. Ferrari. Do we like Italian cars? Shit. <laughs> Rusty, I would say. Rusty. <laughs> really? Yeah. They rust right. in, the, in, the, in the menu. You know? Mon money's, money's no object. You get to pick... One car today that you're going to buy to drive. I. Yep. What is it? And you want to know which one? Huh? You want to know? I, money's I, no, I, money's I no object. You, I buy two. Okay. Okay. I buy an original 2005. No, three. Come on. Give me three. Okay. Three cars. AMG E55. Okay. Supercharged. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Let's, let's. Uh, 2003. Five. 2005. He picks three. Pick, he, you're, e. you're picking three cars. Okay. Yeah, this is one car now. Okay. First. Okay. An E55 AMG supercharged. That is your engine in an E class. Jeez. Oh, I know this car. Yeah. My buddy has one. Put a small pulley on it. Oh, yeah. He, 800 horse. he has a small pulley. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure. So now, because I need a car for every day, right? Not an AMG. I buy a 2005 CDI 320. CDI. It's a diesel. Yeah. Six cylinder. Turbo diesel direct injection system. That thing, sedan, blowing air. It's the same car. Same so car. It looks the same. I would oh. take the same colors, you know. Only that one is diesel <laughs> with forty miles a gallon right. and so much horse that it blows a five hundred away. Not an AMG because AMG is faster, right? But it's still freaking fast. And you know what? Everyone in my shop is telling me, "Oh, I don't like diesels." Yeah. Everyone, and loudest the lady. I drive never a diesel. Such a shit box. Blah blah blah. She was sitting today in a diesel, a CDI, and she was out of this thing and telling, I need that. Where can I buy it? It's fucking awesome. So 2005 CDI, is that what you want if you want gas mileage <laughs> and performance? Talk. So these are, talk. these are two. These are money is no object, York. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. No, we are number three. Comes okay. Number three. Number three. Okay. I want to have a, I'm not sure if I want the police version or the normal version, but oh it my would gosh. be would be a Dodge Charger with a 5.7 Hemi. And you know why? You go Hemi over like a Hellcat or something? Fuck no. Okay. It, where you put 800 horse? I don't, I don't know. That thing is not doing it on the road. Yeah. It's stupid. You can't grip, yeah. 500 horse is more than enough. <laughs> yeah. Hold so, on. York, we, we, um, I think we're, we're under 100 grand for all three. <laughs> you see? <laughs> I'm modest, okay? I love it. <laughs> cool. 
you know, usually, usually when you have this money, then you have a girlfriend that spent your money. So you're not allowed to spend more than 100,000 for two cars or three cars. That's wise advice. Logan, I want to ask you the same question you asked York. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, it's a, sorry, I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry, York. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm, with my number three, I'm not ready, okay? Do you know why I like the Dodge Charger with the Hemi so much? Can I give it a shot? Or The only thing I can think of is that you love police cars, and that's that's all I got. No. Okay. I tell you, the police Dodge Charger has a five-speed Mercedes-Benz transmission, and the platform is a 2005 Mercedes-Benz E-Class. <laughs> I can fix it without <laughs> watching it. Did you see? <laughs> and they made really? it better. They made it better because they took the fucking air ride system out and put coilovers in. In the police edition? No, in the normal oh, the Dodge Chargers. I gotcha. But the police edition has a five-speed um, automatic and not the seven-speed. The seven-speed is shit. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. It's stronger, the five-speed. Wow. You should, you should drive one. At no Only point. You drive it. At no point do you want a Bugatti or a, or a supercar or a Lamborghini. Did you ever looked up what the oil change <laughs> is on a Bugatti? And then like twenty grand or something crazy. I, I sorry, I I love to drive cars. Yeah, and I love also to work on cars, but only if I get money for it. My own car has to drive, and I have to put few few work. reliable. Could yeah. you could you do an oil change on a Ferrari? Why not? It's you, a car, yeah. right? Right. I tell my customers usually, so if you have a mower, I can fix it. Right. If you have whatever, we had Maseratis and we had Lamborghinis and we had whatever cars in and we have Alfa Romeos and we do timing um, sets and timing belts on, on these cars because no one else does it here. I take cars in that no one else works on. Right. So also American cars, more and more of the old American cars they don't get here in shops anymore because no one wants to work on them. You will. I do, sure. Yeah. I work yeah. on hot rods that are totally fucked up. You, you hated that hot rod. <laughs> that, that thing was ugly. The, <laughs> the only nice thing was the engine. You love the engine. The engine, yes. But the rest, come on, that was fucked up. I think it was the one time in my life where you looked at me and I was I knew we were friends because Jorg did not want me dri I, driving the hot rod. I remember. You were like, hey, this is a death trap. You're going to die. If you really use that shit thing, you will not survive. Yeah, he's like, dude, there's too much power. It's too light. Yeah. You're going to die. And it's also not good done. So the whole, it's like a go-kart where they put a big block. <laughs> he was yeah. trying to convince me to put a Mustang 2 front end on it. I was there that day. I took you, yeah. I followed you to yeah. give you a ride home. I was like, wow, York actually cares about me. This feels good. <laughs> I thought he always just made fun you know, of me. He's, he's one of my best customers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes on a regular basis, money. Yeah. And he starts killing himself. Yeah, there goes the money. First of all, I don't like to go to a barrier. Right. I hate that. Yeah. You know, this, this tight yeah. suit and everything. And then, no, nah, nah, I can't do that. Do you I think I was also before that I was here for for a fest and got to know your family. Yeah, you came you and came to a barbecue and you know I no sorry but there's no way I have to tell him that it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, we got to invite I you like, to I like another that one. What you do now? This this what is that here? The golf carts? You can't kill yourself in a golf. Can't cart. kill yourself on a golf cart. That's nearly impossible. Yeah, I'm just not a good mechanic. That's the problem. Can oh, we, we can make that fast. You can make a golf cart fast? Oh, yeah. I want a Mercedes diesel swapped golf cart. It's going to be tough. <laughs> I'm not sure if I really want to do this. We project. don't like this? No, it's not good. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, do we tell our cars? Can we tell our top three, York? Yes, please. I, I think I just have two, maybe. I'm that guy that ha- um, is at a restaurant and everybody's ready to order. Yeah. So I need time. So I, I would just buy the exact same, my last truck, Dodge, again. It's a great truck. That thing was tits. Is that like a 2022 uh, yeah, Nightshade Edition 2500? Diesel. Yeah. With all yeah, the, Cummins Diesel. Yeah, all the bells and whistles, all that shit. And then uh, I think my second vehicle, I'd just get a... Uh, York is going to hate this so much. But I think I'd go... Can I say something to the first choice? Mm -hmm. Good choice. I have the rims on my Chevy now. Awesome. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I have the same rims that you had on your Dodge pickup. Yeah. Because everything else is... The engine is awesome, but, you know, the front end is shit, and it's it's a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. But the the rims, the steel rims are awesome. You can put them on on a square body, and they fit like gloves, you know? Yeah. With 37s. Okay. Big. I don't know what you had on it. I think no. I would say maybe he had thirty ones on it. I can't remember. He looks like thirty ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that, and then I think uh, my second choice would be the the diesel uh, Escalade. Okay, so you got an Escalade diesel. You got a Cummins. If money was no object, because I think those things are like a hundred and thirty oh, grand oh, or something big, like yeah, that. They're they're diesel. What engines do they have? It's the Duramax with oh, the Allison transmission, no, GM. GM. Yeah. Got two cars. Got one more. I got one more. We have three cars. York picked uh, three cars. Maybe some sort of sports car. Maybe a... Um, maybe a Porsche. I don't know. Some sort of little sports car, that maybe. Was, that was a Porsche. Oh, maybe maybe one of those new uh, Corvettes. The mid, mid-engine, maybe, or something. That plastic bomba. Yeah, I knew he was not going to like that. And underpowered. I don't know. 494 horse? Don't they make different ones? No. I mean, yeah, but like even the fast one, I think it's 494. What more do you need? Uh, a lot more. 500 horse for a light car? You know, the problem is always you can't get They're that on that the road. Light. They're like so that is, pounds. That is when you, when you look at the, for example, Crown Victoria, please, in the September version, it's 250 horse. Right. 250 horses today, Mama's shopper that she has, yeah. you know, the flex, <laughs> she has 250 horses. Right. But if you sit in this car, you understand the world not anymore because that thing is fucking brutal. Well, doesn't the uh, mid-engine help some with the weight? What mid-engine? The, the new Corvette's a new Corvette. Mid-engine. I'm discussing a Corvette. It's a plastic bomb. <laughs> it's a toy. It's, you know, when, when, you, when you get in the years that you need that. Okay, that's like golf, and golfing is also for old men in Germany. Yeah. Pete never understood that. I told him, Pete, I'm sorry, but I'm not old enough for, for golfing. You're older than me. I go yeah. on golf trips with Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know, no words for that, uh-huh. honestly. And, yeah. and do, you have, do you have diapers on? <laughs> no, no depends oh, on yeah, today, no. York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Austin? What, uh, what cars would you drive, man? That's a tough three. I always said when I was a kid I'd own a Ferrari. So it'd probably be some new custom designed Ferrari, maybe the um, F8. See, I don't, I, I have no <clears throat> desire. I don't think I can see him in a Magnum Ferrari, you know, yeah, something, something big, something cool. I could see you. I mean, yeah. Um, everything. The other two things, it would just be something really customized and tricked out. I want, I'd want something just obscene and and, and high horsepower. Um, you know, maybe like a like a supercharged. Square body, 
C10, like something real tricked out, custom. See them maybe see, patinaed. See where they take and do like a diesel swaps. Yeah, it's great. Something old, but you know, something like a street rod, just a true yeah. street rod, all redone, tubular I chassis. Think, if I start thinking about it, I need number four. I need something like I have no suburban, but <laughs> what's K, number four? A K K style four wheel yeah. drive, but a Bronco or something. Duali, Duali. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, then with a long bed and the crew cap, you know, and then yeah. on thirty sevens. The square body stuff is great. What is the truck that is in the driveway? That's a Suburban? Yeah. What year? 86. It's great. Same year it's as a C30. Quarter ton. And it's the heavy-duty version. It has original two shocks in the front side. Brand new tires. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hilltop. Dude. I Made think. a good price. I have now six tires, not only four. So I can go even... To Florida, back and forth. I wanted to find a way to get the fucking things on the roof. You, know? <laughs> you got to figure out how to afford to drive that sucker to Florida and back. Holy hell. Do you buy your tires at Hilltop? Um, this size I bought at Hilltop because we have with them a really good relationship. We do all the alignments they do for us. Yeah. They do the Mercedes-Benz, they do alignments. They do an awesome job. I have never trouble with that. And they help us sometimes even because sometimes we are getting in situations with Toyotas. Yeah. Where we don't know what the fuck is going on. They're the best in town for alignments. hundred percent. That location, it's the, it's the hilltop location. Uh, if, yeah. if location, we go not to every location. We go to East Des Moines. Yep. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. best location. Um, Hubble and 30th. They've got that machine in there. That's weird. They've got laser old sc- machines. Old they got old school alignment machines in there where they chalk them and plumb bob oh, wow. them and move the wood. And I honestly don't 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 care. They do a good job. Full stop. I don't. You know, I don't even want to watch them because I, it's, you just it's, trust them. Yeah, it's, it's you know, there's a point. If you have an alignment as a shop, then you need a bay for that. I have only three bays, so right. it makes no sense. Carnock takes all his high end custom cars to uh, Hilltop. Um, Remember when you made me jack? Carnock is also bringing everything to Pete. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, not Carnock, I don't know, but uh, here, how was the name? Uh, the Chevy dealer, Carl. Cars. Yeah. yeah. We had all the time. For yeah. Cars, if cars. there's a if there's an old custom or uh, or any kind of old uh, classic car, Pete does the exhaust on it. I know that. And all the high end stuff too. Oh, I seem like you got Lambos. Yeah, he does Lambos. Um, but it's funny. A Hilltop does all the alignments in town. Um, yeah, they, they don't, but well, they're the best ones. <laughs> yeah, they should. Your when uh, you and Jason made me jack up the hot rod, you made me raise it. Remember that? Yeah, raise like, it like an inch. Or something. Well, because it was dragging oil pan. Yeah, but um, it looked good sitting there. Not when you put a couple big boys in it, but uh, yeah, it, it uh, had that shopping wheel effect, you know, on the <laughs> shopping cart wheel. Um, they fixed it. Yeah, they got it. They got it so smooth. It's a good spot. Oh yeah. Any other crazy stories, York? Yeah, that, that, I don't know if you heard about that. He had his G-Wagon with, with me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was sitting on my sofa, and I look outside, and I see two guys flying to my lot, and I'm like, what the heck was that? You know, that was him and his brother on one of those mini bikes. I, you couldn't see the mini bike, you know, because these fat guys were sitting on it and were covering it totally. Monkey, Jason uh, was here. I needed a ride to yours. Yeah. He, he showed up on the monkey. Oh God, a Honda one twenty five cc monkey. I was like, dude, and he's like, get on. We're going to yours, and I'm like, 
out of all vehicles to take to his house. You went nuts to back? <laughs> nuts to back on the monkey? Nuts to butts. Oh, man. You that's could, a tiny bike. You, you could see the bike. Yeah, you only saw the guys flying. It was like on a flying carpet. You know, something like crazy. It's a I'm tiny like, bike. What the heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Now, that's one of our better stories. Well, any other stories? We can end it out, guys. Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I do. Me. I do want to ask something. That oh yeah, yeah. You haven't talked enough today, tonight. By the way, I'm 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 curious about your. Uh, you started about living in Germany. And everything. What was your childhood like? Parents and everything growing up, and um, just curious. Really stiff. So S- stern. Father parents. was custom. Mother was teacher. You don't want to have a mother that's teacher. Believe me, that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So and then. Uh, also, really, so I hated solid? on on higher middle class, but lower yeah. middle class, and yeah. always Mercedes driving. You know, after trying Renault and some creepy stuff like Prince, um, father was and messing with Mercedes and was good. Was always perfect car. You know, to South Italy with a dog, three kids in the back, and then over the Brenner. Um, yeah, my parents were really uh, cautious about money, so. They were not spending money. They put it away for vacation and stuff like that. So, for mm-hmm. example, Jörg had to go till he was 14, 15 with self-made pants to school. <laughs> you so made not, your own pants? No, I mean not. My mother. Oh, okay. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was, you know, was different. I was always told that we have to learn and have to... I was pushed more or less in the career of a civil service or working for the government because Jung... Young or guy, you're too fucking lazy. You will never get anywhere. Go there. There you are good, you know. Safe, safe. Uh, safe, yeah. You get your money. And you know what? We have jokes in, in Germany about civil service. Uh, who is working? Two, two, two guys sitting in an office? Who is working? Neither. <laughs> no, The ceiling fan. <laughs> So it's like American government. Too. Yeah, okay, it's like yeah, American. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two guys whose work is good. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just curious. What or the printer. You can also say the printer is working. You know, the whatever. printer. It doesn't matter. So it, it, it's, it was always tight. Also, this, this uh, tolerance is usually not really big. So, for example, for my parents, were Italian always spaghetti fresa. So people who eat spaghetti. But we had Italian friends. They are the better Italians, you know. There is immediately sorted out. So in general, you had always the idea that are bad people because they run us over, they steal our cars, or what the heck. And then you have friends, and that are the good ones. Yeah, and that irritates me till today because I never understood that really. But I think that is also human being. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get that. I guess we got a couple questions for York that we always ask. Ask every every guest, yeah. Uh, what's your stance on deviled eggs? Do you know what a deviled egg is? What is it? Do you have deviled eggs in Germany? What is it? We, you hard-boiled egg cut in half with the filling inside. You might not have them in Germany. It's fucking nasty. You, <laughs> okay, that answers that. You've never seen a deviled egg? No. Oh, man, I'm making you some deviled eggs. No, you don't. Oh, they're <laughs> delicious. Steak, please. I'll make you steaks. Yeah, then let the double decks away, please. Um, how was the new fridge? Oh, that thing is awesome. <laughs> you know, I was the first three or four days, I was sitting in front of it. Instead of watching TV, I was watching my fridge. <laughs> I filled it up, you know. <laughs> and I was sitting in front of it, and I was like, 
the water was running, I would start drooling, you know, the, all the good stuff behind the glass. It's, you have to explain he's what, what fridge that is. He's Come got on. a glass door fridge, and he didn't want to buy like an upright fridge. No. Yeah. It's, it. it's below the counter, right? Yeah, industrial. It's, it's an industrial. Industrial, fridge. double door. No, not double. Three doors. Three. Three okay, doors. Three. <laughs> Jorg got on a crazy, I don't know, you found, you found, you, I think Jorg found what uh, commercial appliances were. And maybe that's just what German appliances are. I mean, no, no, everything no, no, in Germany. Nothing to do with Germany. Nothing to it's do with really, Germany. really, that is Jörg because he's crazy. He loves <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> he's okay. got like some so crazy had, restaurant grill I in his an, kitchen. An, I had in Germany also two stoves, not one. Really? I needed that. You know, yeah. I don't know why I needed that because we were only two people or three people, but I needed that. Even if it was only to have it, you know, to... To, to to be able to cook for 40 people. Right. I never do that. But it doesn't matter. I need that. You, you need know? the ability to cook for 40 exactly. people. Exactly. So, and now here in America, I st my kitchen was falling apart. I had everywhere mice nest. And it was getting nasty because the kitchen was all of the 50s. Yeah. For, so, for eats coming through the ceiling. What? The ferrets. 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 So... I started ripping it all out, and then I decided, okay, what I'm doing? And then I looked for stoves, and I, you guys have here between small, middle, and a little bit bigger. It was not big enough, you know? Right. And I found the 60-inch commercial grill with six flames and a griddle. Oh, yeah. And I, Throttle it. And that thing, I was sitting right. That is, that is only $2,300. Why the fuck should I buy something stupid that I can't really clean? <laughs> that is small and expensive. Yeah. I just said, I buy that thing. So yeah. It was with delivery, with delivery. And then shows up on a pallet. That came on a pallet, yeah. And then <laughs> I was standing in front of it, tried to move it. I couldn't move it. No way. So I called the guys coming away. And then we started taking it apart because it didn't fit through the door. The door was too narrow. <laughs> Such a bullshit. So then I had it in the kitchen. And then I look at the, the line, the gas line that that comes out of the new stove and the line that came out of my house, yeah. I thought, somehow this will not work. Yeah, we've so. got different diameters going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I, had only, <laughs> I, I only put the pilots on in the kitchen. Oh, only yeah. the pilots. That's all it would do? The, now I put the pilots, I, I, I hooked it then the right way up, so a friend helped, and we, we had then the commercial stove set up, and it works perfectly fine. So, and I decided, okay, now I'm lazy from nature because I'm a man, okay? So, I put all the pilots on and went to bed. Oh, Jesus. You know what? That thing was so fucking hot the next morning, only from the pilots. Really? So, yeah, the AC was freezing up and I had to, I have to switch it now off on a regular base. Do you have to light the pilot or will it self-light? No, no, no. It's a commercial grill. There is nothing with self-lighting. Right. There's no electric on yeah, nothing. Yeah, commercial. But you know what? It's awesome because you have the, this size of burners. Okay. One so, foot. So when you uh, light the pilots, do yeah. you use um, a small box of matches to light it? No, I have a... Uh, oh. oh, how's the name? How do you say box of matches, Logan? How do you say it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Can I hear Logan say it one more time? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty close. Is it close? I don't know. <laughs> not even here, but it doesn't matter. You know, he is he's not applying even if he gets to know a German woman and he can speak Streichholzschechtelchen, she will look at him like, What the fuck is this guy telling me yeah. now with Streichholzschechtelchen? So yeah, better is to learn in German how condom and 
I barely know how to speak English, Jorg. So that's all tough. Mm-hmm. Well, let's close it out, boys. Um, lastly, Jorg, would you rather have? Uh, sorry, for, you know what a Tyrannosaurus Rex is? Yeah. A dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather have Tyrannosaurus Rex arms or flamingo legs? I think I take the flamingo legs. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's a good choice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Jorg Zerlo, uh, you can find him at Hickman Auto on the corner of Merle Hay Road and Hickman. Yep. Uh, expert mechanic for everything from, obviously, Mercedes to modern. Um, worked on everything that I've ever had. Yep. Everything from brakes to an oil change to everything automotive, right, buddy? Um, yeah, my guys can fix everything. So if we can't fix it, then no one else can. There's an issue. Like I said, I've taken everything from high-end uh, AMG stuff to... Hot Rods, Steven Toyotas. But um, thank you for coming, York. Thank you uh, for having me. Thank you for drinking some polliners with us. Logan, any final thoughts? Good podcast, boys. Thank you so much, everybody.